Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Message this morning. Again, we have started a new series, and so I'm just going to kind of try to wrap it into the whole context of of what this series is, and that is living our best life now. But obviously, today is Mother's Day, and so it gives us the opportunity to really give a big shout-out to moms and say thank you for all that you've done. In fact, the only reason that we have the opportunity to live our best life now is because of mom. You know what I'm talking about? Mom is so, so uh, intricate and so crucial in us experiencing the best of the best because again if it wasn't for moms where would we be and so uh, we just want to take this opportunity just to celebrate moms this morning and share a little bit just to uh, remember them and so uh, there's a couple things that I just want to bring to your attention from the standpoint uh, uh, that just might relate to moms but it's a little bit of a funny note if you will you know I can't tell a jerk a joke to save my life so I'll do my best just to try to funny this up if I can but you know uh, it's been said concerning moms how do you know that you're really a mom so you know you're really a mom when you want to take a contract out on the kid that broke your kid's favorite toy and made him cry (laughs) you know that you're really a mom when you have time just to only shave one leg (laughs) you know you're really a mom when your child throws up and you catch it You know you're really a mom when someone else's kid throws up and you just keep eating. (laughs) You know you're really a mom when you hope that ketchup is a vegetable because it's the only thing that your kid will eat. You know you're a mom when you find yourself cutting your husband's sandwiches into cute little shapes. You know you're really a mom when you can't bear to give away the baby clothes because it's so final. You know you're really a mom when you hear your mother's voice coming out of your mouth saying, not your good clothes. You know you're really a mom when you stop criticizing the way that your mother raised you. You know you're really a mom when you read that the average five-year-old asks 437 questions a day and you feel proud because your child is above average. (laughs) You know you're really a mom. When you say at least once a day, I'm not cut out for this job. But you know, you wouldn't trade it for anything. And so again, we're just so thankful for moms and all that they put up with and all that they do. And again, if it wasn't for moms, we know that we would be in a world of hurt. You know, just a few weeks ago, I had done a message. I think it was in regards to relationship and some things that we were talking about. And I was mentioning the difference between men and women, and I I made this statement. And and after I made this statement, I'm thinking, oh, dear God, I opened up a can of worms because I've heard this repeated back to me uh, in my own home. But you ladies have also come back and said, you remember what you've said, you know. But the statement that I made was that men do what they want to do, and women do what they have to do, right? (laughs) See, see, did you hear all the ladies like, amen to that? (laughs) That's right. 
Men, we do what we want to do. Ladies, you do what you have to do. And when it comes to being parents, isn't that really how it goes? Us guys, we, we do what we want to do. And you ladies, you do what you have to do. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies, for taking the time to do what you do, right? Amen. So uh, I saw this on Facebook just, oh, it was back during the winter time, you know, when the flu season was going around. But it showed this picture of a mother you know her face all grimacing and and you could tell with the way that the picture was cropped that the the woman was giving birth and the the caption says this is men when they have the flu (laughs) (laughs) and again us guys not to beat us guys up but once again man aren't the ladies tough I mean they go through the stuff and man I'm telling you what if it had to be us we would be in a world of hurt so thank you ladies for doing all that you do, and, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, is that when it comes to being a mom, when it comes to being a parent, there isn't a manual that you get when you get a child and says, here's how you become a great mom. This is the way you do the job. This is how you find your way to success. It's just God-given instincts, really, that, and you just learn how to figure it out. You do the best that you can, and so my hopes is, is that We're going to give some things this morning that would just help maybe challenge you, encourage you, stir you a little bit, but just to help you live your best life now as a mom, just as family, just to begin to look forward to maybe make some shifts in our thinking concerning how we parent. But you realize when it comes to parenting, it's really a matter of choice of paying the price to do what you have to do, right? And I realize that many times as parents and as moms, you're like, I just don't have the qualifications to do it. Many times we feel like we have failed in some areas. But as I said, we're going to choose to live our best life now. And one of the things that we challenge you to do is to say, I can and I will. So say it with me. I can and I will. I'll live my best life now. And so that means that when it comes to being parents, when it comes to being a mom, a dad, husband and wife, We're choosing to make some changes so that we can begin to make or live our best life now. And when it comes to being a mom, it isn't something that you become. It's not something that just you train for. Really, the the whole idea of being a mother is something that you have been ordained to do. It's something that God has put within you. Regardless of whether you realize it or not, whether you feel like you've been qualified or not, whether you've had the greatest example or not in your life, there is a hard wiring on the inside of every woman that God has placed within them to be a mom. It is a calling. There is an anointing upon your life to be mom. And when you think about the word anointing, the word anointing in the Bible actually is defined as to to destroy yokes, and remove burdens. And so when you think about a mom, man, isn't that what a mom does 24-7? She destroys those yokes or those things that try to cling on to her kids, and she removes the burdens in the life of her children. And again, what does she do? She does it just simply because that's the call on her life. That's what she's been called to do. That's what she's been hardwired to do because it's a God-given thing that God has placed within her. Now, for that matter, again, you might be here this morning and you might, not, you might say, uh, I'm not a mom. But regardless whether you're 
naturally a mom or physically mom where you've, you've given birth to children, there is something on the inside of you that just naturally is nurturing, is caring, and loving. And so you may not necessarily have a biological child. Maybe you have an adopted child that you just said, I've got love in me to give. And maybe you say, you know what, I've never had children of my own, but there's people in your life that you can and have probably already just been a mentor, a teacher, somebody that you've loved on because God put them in your heart. You realize being a mom isn't just from the the standpoint of, of, of that child that you gave birth to. It's really the ministry and the calling upon your life. Once again, concerning my wife, my wife is a pastor, but she's also, in the sense, a mother figure to you as a church. And, and you really got to be thankful for her. Because when it comes to me as a, as a pastor and as a man and as my makeup, I tend to be very black and white. You know, how I was raised is like you step out of line, swat you upside the head. And so I've, I've been ready to call you into the office a few times because I was ready to slap you. And my wife says, you can't do that. So, <laughs> so she's just that nurturing kind of person. And so I'll look at something one way. I'll want to respond away. And she'll say, you know what? Let's just choose love. Let's just choose this way. And so she just has a heart of being that mother, if you will, even in the context of a church. And you might say, well, I'm old enough to be her mother or father. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the heart towards the individual. And that's who she's, who she's been towards you guys. And so, again, you might not necessarily have biological children, but there's something that God has placed on the inside of you to be nurturing, to love, to mentor, to care in some form or some fashion because it's a calling. It's an anointing in what God has put on your life. And so as I began to look ahead and just think concerning you moms and, and maybe it's just me, maybe again it's my personal makeup and the way that I'm wired. And so I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you the scenario and I just want you to lift your hands if moms if this tends to be you. But for some reason, I think, and I, I really believe that God's put this on my heart concerning us as individuals, and this would apply to men as well, but specifically talking to moms. I think it's real easy for us to look at our children and value our worth through them, whether they've succeeded or whether they've failed or how they're living their life or how they are as people or kids for that matter, and we take it personal. And I don't know that there's ever going to be a time that we don't carry the weight of that. I, I, as a father, my oldest is getting ready to turn 13. And as I look at my children, I look and I'm like, gosh, I have really just blown it. I've messed up. You know, and I still got my kids at home. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know that there's moms that have got adult children and you're looking back and like I don't have any way to make any changes and I'm looking at their life and I'm thinking I've blown it and I think it's real easy for us as parents and especially you as moms to internalize that and think God I have just messed up is any moms raise your hand if you ever feel that way or you just feel heavy and hard and man hands up all over the place well hopefully by the end of this message this morning, you'll feel a little bit, little bit different. Because God doesn't want you to feel that way. 
God doesn't want you to carry the heaviness of feeling like a failure as though you could have, should have done something. And how many of you know that in life there's all kinds of woulda, coulda, shouldas? But the woulda, coulda, shouldas can't be changed now. The only thing I have is today, and all I can do is look forward to tomorrow, right? And so let's begin to address this thing of the past and the weight and the heaviness of the things that we might feel guilty for or just feel bad about. So I sought some advice, if you will, just from an older mother. If an older mother was speaking to a younger mother. And so if you fall in that category where you're younger, you've got children at home, maybe you, they're getting on the little bit of the older edge of, of life and they're getting ready to leave the house or something. But nevertheless, if you've got children, if you tend to be on the younger side of being a mom, here's the advice of an older mother to you. Number one, she says this. She says, let go. Instead of, of, of obsessing over the clean house and getting to the gym to get the workout in every, every day or just trying to be so disciplined and stru- structured, she says, simply relax and enjoy the fleeting moments of your child's childhood. She says, eventually, you're going to get that time back. She says, but for right now, enjoy the moments because they go so quickly. Enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. I'm telling you, my my oldest daughter, as I said, she's getting ready to turn 13. And I remember about two years ago, uh, maybe three years ago, I went over to Pittsburgh to visit with a pastor friend of mine. And we got talking in his church. He's got like 20,000 people in his church. It's just ginormous. And so we're we're talking. And he says, how old are your kids? And at that time, I said, well, you know, my oldest is is about 11. And he says, oh, good. He said, you're still safe. I said, well, why is that? He says, well, he says, because it is, it's amazing that when parents or when the kids get about 14 years old, they just go brain dead. And they just let their kids do whatever they want to do. And he said, it just turns into such a mess. He said, so you're still safe. And so when he told me that, I started thinking, I'm like, okay, 13, 14. I mean, that's coming up, but I still got time. But that time is now on me. And I'm like, where did the time go? Because back then when she was 11, I'm like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. And now it's on me. I'm like, oh, I didn't change it. And I'm like, oh, dear God, what's going to happen? And so once again, the advice of an older mother says, just live in the moment because the time goes by so quickly. Number two, that older mother says to the younger mother, she says, don't compare Realize that comparing isn't helpful. And every mother has their own unique qualities and talents. And how many of you know when you start comparing yourself to somebody else? In fact, for that matter, when you're wanting to be uh, hard on yourself, you can find the worst mother in the world and find something good about them and say, they're better than me. Right? And so we got to be careful not to compare. Number three. This older mother says, the advice I would give to a younger mother is, stop trying to be the perfect mother. Stop trying to be perfect. Spend less time trying to be the perfect mom. She says, most of the time your instincts are usually right. They're usually right in how to parent and how you should be able to Focus on the right thing. She says, your focus ought not be on being the perfect mother, but, be, but creating the safe environment, the secure environment, uh, an environment that is full of love and comfort. 
She says, when you'll purpose not to focus on you being the perfect mom, it will turn your focus on your child to help them begin to develop for their next phase of life. Number four, the older mother says this. She says, give your children space. She says, don't hover. Don't hover over your kids. She says, you, you need to give enough space for them to figure things out for themselves. You know, this is something that me as a parent, and you can start to see where it trickles down from one generation to the next. But I find myself with my kids all the time trying to safeguard them, trying to tell them, uh, no, no, don't do that. Be careful. And those are my words all the time. And all of a sudden, I started to realize that if my words are always saying, be careful, I'm telling them to live a life that is full of care. To where they start thinking, oh, dear God, i got to watch out. Rather than just saying, you know what? You're going to make mistakes. And you realize as parents, that is essential. There are, there are going to be times that they do fall. But how many of you know that it's in those times that they, they fall, that they make a mistake, that those are the opportunities that they truly begin to grow? Whether it be literally falling or figuratively, they're growth times for our children. And we can't protect them from everything. In fact, I learned this from Dr. Phil. Some of you like Dr. Phil, some of you don't. But he made a statement one time, and I'm like, that is it. I understand it. Because I've seen children that have rebelled and ran away from good homes. And you're thinking, why would you rebel from a good home? And this is the thing that he said. He said, if you'll try to guard them and protect them from everything wrong, he says, the thing that you try to protect them from so much, and it was so much vigor, you'll push them towards. And I'm like, oh, dear God. Because isn't that what we tend to do? We try to hover. We try to protect. We try to guard. And the things that we hover so much about to try to protect them from could be the very thing that we push them to. So once again, learning to give our children space. Don't take that to the extreme. You understand the balance of giving space. Number five, just let your kids know that you love them. The older mother says to the younger mother, she says, just let your children know that they're loved. Never regret going the extra mile. Never regret, regret the quality time spent. In fact, she said, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. She said, begin to create memories that they'll look back on and remember. And she said, some of the best memories are the most simple. Isn't it interesting how we try to create the Disney experience? Man, we spend three grand on the trip and we get there and it's bickering and fighting and it's the humidity and the heat and the long lines and you get back and you're like, that was a fun. <laughs> but yet sometimes the most simplest things are the things that we enjoy the most. Amen? Number six, try not to feel guilty about the things that you've done and specifically says don't feel guilty for working she says sometimes your working is out of necessity but sometimes working is just a pursuit of passion she said when you purpose to be the working individual before your children she says you establish a work ethic but you also show that there is a value in pursuing dreams 
How many of you want your kids to experience the dreams fulfilled in their life? Well, we can be the example to live before them, having things in a healthy perspective, but knowing that as a mom, you're a role model that says, it's okay to work. It's okay to have a career. It's okay to have passions and dreams. And therefore, you can begin to be the role model. Number seven, she says, be kind to yourself. Younger mothers, you may not see it in the moment, but the older mother that's looking back says, be kind to yourself. She says, someday you might feel like a failure, but be impor- it's important to be kind to yourself because you need to be the role model of what it is to love yourself. She says, how do you expect your children to have love for themselves if you don't love you? Number eight, she says, be active in the education of your children. Take the time to invest. Take the time to impart. Take the time to love. She says, be a volunteer. Be involved in their schools. Be a part of their activities. She said it makes a big difference in the life of your children. You know, when I think about my mom especially, I think I've shared with you in the past that my mom, uh, or that I was in Bible quizzing and my mother was the Bible quizzing coach. And she just brought over a pack of stuff from my childhood. She gave it to Kelly uh, a couple weeks ago. And with all these pictures and awards and certificates and different things that were in there, drawings as kids, you know, uh, she brought this, or this was in the packet, and it was my quizzing book. And this is the book that we had as quizzers. And I was in it for three years, starting at the age of seven. At the age of 10, I believe it was, or maybe it was 11, I was the the state, Michigan State champion for Bible quizzing. And this entire book, at the age of 11, I knew word for word. I knew every single question. I knew how every question started. And based upon how the question started, I knew what the answer was. And I knew it word for word. And I'm looking at this now and I'm like, Dear God, how in the world did I do that as a little kid? But you know what? As an adult, there are still scriptures that are burned within me because of this. That I know them by heart. I know chapter and verse where they're at. And I'm like, I haven't read that in years. But it's in here. Why? Because a mom loved on me and invested in an education and especially the education of God's Word. In fact, for that matter, because of my mom and the investment that she made in me as a little kid, by in part, that's why you're all here, is because my mom loved me and gave me a relationship with God. She led me into knowing who God was. And therefore, your fruit as a result of what my mom did in me. See, moms are important. And lastly, in regards to what the older mother was endeavoring to share with the younger mom. Number nine, she says, remember to take care of yourself too. All too often moms forget about themselves and they put themselves dead last. But she said, you've got to take care of yourself. She said, once again, if you're not able to take care of yourself, how will you take care of your family? 
Amen? Now, there's a whole lot of things that I could share with you or things that I have. Obviously, time is running out. But for you moms, I spoke to the younger moms from the advice of an older mother. But to you mothers that are older, maybe your children are out of the house. Maybe you're here this, this morning and you're, you're feeling the weight of all the decisions or all the things that you could have done, the things that you should have done. Then I've got some advice for you. And it's this advice here. Number one, let it go. Number two, don't compare. Number three, stop trying to be the perfect mom. Number four, give your children some space. <laughs> Number five, just let your kids know that you love them. Number seven, or number six, don't feel guilty. Number seven, be kind to yourself. Purpose to live your best life now. Amen. Now here's what I want to challenge you. You see yourself through all the faults and the failures, all the wouldas, the couldas, the shouldas. But when you stand before God, God does not see all the failures. He sees you through a filter of what Jesus did. And so Jesus sees you only for the good. And you might say, I've only got one good thing to speak of. If that's all you have is one good thing as a mom, then that's what God sees in you. He doesn't see all the other stuff. And obviously, we know that you got more than just one good quality. You've got all kinds of amazing gifts and things to offer. And so therefore, if that's how God can see you and how God does see you, then choose to live your best life now, seeing yourself the way God sees you. Stop allowing yourself to be defined by the mistakes, by the past, because the past cannot be changed. It cannot be erased. It is only today, and it's only the future that we can do anything about. Amen? So, choose to live your best life now. I'll leave you with this last verse, and it's in 2 Timothy chapter 1. The Apostle Paul was writing a letter to Timothy, and he begins to talk to Timothy. He says this, he says, I am calling up memories of your sincere and your unqualified faith, the learning of your, uh, uh, the, the leaning of your, your entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in His power and His wisdom and goodness. Faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois and then your mother Eunice. And now I am fully persuaded that it dwells in you also. He's speaking to Timothy and he says, I'm impressed with how you know God. And he says, but the one thing that I know is that what I see in you has been passed down from generation to generation. I just said to you a moment ago concerning my mom that because of my mom, I stand here before you today. Because of my mom and the faith that she showed before me to love God 
to pursue God, to have a faith in God, is what caused me to believe in a God that does the impossible. I can remember as a child growing up, probably even still to this day, when I talked about things and the dreams that I had and the expectations that I had and the things that I pursued and desired to do in my life, I can remember different times that my parents and my mom would say, you're a dreamer. And she wasn't saying that to be positive. She was saying, you're out there, kid. But do you know why I had such big expectations and dreams in my heart it was because as a child she was teaching me and introducing me to the God of the universe and because at 10 years old I was becoming acquainted with him that my thinking began to grow and it grew beyond my upbringing why because of a faith that my mom imparted into me And here we are today, you being fruit of a mom's love. Amen. So moms, thank you for all that you do. Once again, I want you to hear today. I don't want you to hear it from me as a pastor. I want you to hear it from God saying, go easy on yourself. Forgive yourself because I've forgiven you and I love you. And I only see the positive. Can we stand? With every eye closed and every head bowed. If just by chance there's somebody here that has never been introduced to Jesus. Maybe you've never had that experience of coming to know Him personally. You might say, I'm 70 years old. You might say, I'm 17 years old. I don't know how old you are, but the fact of the matter is, is that you're never too old and never too young to meet Him. And so if you don't know Him, if you've never received Him into your life to be the Lord of your life, I want to give you that opportunity because it is the beginning of your best life now. And so with nobody looking around, everybody's head bowed, I'm not going to embarrass you I'm not going to call you up front I just want to recognize you so that I can pray for you if there's anybody in this place that you say I just want to ask Jesus into my life would you raise your hand I just want to know him I want to receive him anybody in this place you say I want to make sure that I'm going to heaven I see that hand back there young lady thank you so much you can put it down anybody else you say I want to know that today is the best mother's day of my entire life I want to know that today is a day that I came into knowing him and it was my best life now Anybody else? You say, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. All right. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment. If you should have or wished you would have raised your hand, I want you just to pray this prayer with me. In fact, for that matter, we as a church, let's pray it together, okay? And then after we pray for that individual and lead them in the prayer to receive Jesus Christ, Then I'm going to pray over all of you, and especially you moms. All right? Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross to pay the price for my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe 
that he went to the, the grave. I believe that he rose from the grave. And therefore, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Help me live my best life now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, whether you raised your hand or not, at the connect spot just down in the atrium, we've got green envelopes. And it simply says on the front of it, I believe. Or maybe they don't have I believe. There's a green envelope anyways. And in there is some material just to help you grow in this relationship with God. No hassle guarantee. And also, if you don't have a church home, I invite you to come back. Just to begin to grow in your relationship with God. If you don't like our church, we can get you into one that you can or that you will like. We, we have relationships with a lot of churches. Just let us know. We want to help you get plugged into the right fit for you. Alright? And lastly, let's pray. Let's pray for moms. God, I pray for every mom that is in this place this morning. That has sacrificed her life. That is giving sacrificially that has loved her children, whether they're in the home or they're gone. God, we thank you for what they have invested in their children. And so, God, right now, I ask you that you would give them the strength, give them the confidence for this new day and this new season in their life. God, I pray that you would erase every memory of all the failures, of all the mess-ups of all the things that they wish they could have or would have done differently. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are bringing about peace and comfort and restoration in Jesus' name. And God, we even pray for the children that, Lord, you would give them a heart of forgiveness. That, Lord, that they would not hold mom prisoner and hold mom captive from the mistakes of the past. The past is the past. So we thank you for a new day today in Jesus' name. So we thank you. to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life